Hello, everybody. So good to be with you. My name is Ashley Matthews. I'm the priest and pastor at Christ the King, and uh, you're listening to the Christ the King podcast. Today is a sort of special episode that we're doing with our CTK artist in residence. Her name is Angela Sammer. So many of you know her and love her already. Um, if you don't, I'm sorry. She's great. And specifically, we wanted to spend some time today talking about art and uh, maybe more specifically about a piece that Angela recently created that we've been using as a worship piece throughout the season of Advent and then continuing on through Epiphany. Uh, some of you have seen it. We've had it featured in our Instagram, in our newsletter. You've certainly seen it on Sundays if you've been at church. And so uh, it's beautiful and there's a lot going on. And so we just wanted to take some time to answer some questions uh, about that that some of you have asked and um, give you an opportunity, we hope maybe to engage with it differently these last few weeks before we retire it uh, as we move into the season of Lent. Uh, so, Angela, uh, hi. Hi. It's so good to have you here with us. Thanks for having me. And spend some time together talking about something that I know uh, matters a lot to both of us. Um, but maybe you have more specific history. So tell us a little bit about um, why art has been such an important part of your faith journey. Maybe a little bit about the kind of art also that you do. Sure. Um, so... I did not grow up in an artistic household. Um, I didn't know any artists. There was no art of much quality to speak of in any of the spaces I ran around in. Um, but when I was in 10th grade, I took an art history class. Um, mm -hmm. And from day one, it was as if a lens in my brain just slid into focus. Mm -hmm. This um, opportunity to see the world and experience the world, understand the world through images just was revelatory for me. It was uh -huh. like finding out that there's a language that you didn't even speak. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was a difficult class, but it was, it was the most effortless hard work I've ever done. And so from that point, I always knew that whatever I did in my life, that it would be through art in one way or another. Incredible. So Mom, I, I plan to be an art history professor, so I got my undergrad degree in art history and theater. I have a master's degree in art history. And then, um, in the way that life does, it mm. takes you <laughs> places that you didn't um, ever anticipate. I found myself in Nashville, newly married, um, not working in art at all, but in advertising. Um, but it was there that um, another lens in my brain slid into focus, and mm. that was finding um, the Anglican way of mm -hmm. following Jesus. Um, I had grown up um, in a Christian household as part of the Nazarene church. It was a wonderful church, wonderful people, but I always just felt a little out of step. Mm. Um, and finding the Anglican way was hugely impactful for me in a lot of ways. Um, but one of those ways was discovering that the relationship between art and the church, um, art and my faith, it didn't yeah. have to be history. Yeah. Um, I didn't have to travel across the world to a centuries old cathedral to yeah. experience that cross connection. Mm -hmm. Um, it should and can be a part of our everyday life. Mm -hmm. um, the The fabric of our walk with the Lord um, should include beauty. Mm -hmm. So good. And that point, you had already been creating art for some time on your own. Maybe tell us a little bit about um, what what do you make when you create? I know <laughs> probably a lot of different things. You have a lot of talents, but there um, are is there an area of emphasis for you as an artist? Yes. Yeah, so. What I love to do are is printmaking, mm. um, block printing uh, primarily, which is what the Holy Family is. 
Um, in when I studied art history, one of my favorite um, periods to study was German Expressionism. Um, there's a lot of printmaking that happens there. Um, Nicholas, my husband, and I, we collect a lot of prints, so it has always um, kind of held my imagination, um, but I never really started that until maybe the last six or seven years. Okay. Um, it was when I was, you know, at home raising boys, and mm-hmm. I needed some art, I needed some, some, some way to express myself, and I'd never done it and wanted to try, and so... And you're very good at it, (laughs) and it's very cool to look at, and that's what you've chosen to do for the Holy Family that you've created, the piece that we've um, been using in worship, and so maybe tell us a little bit about that piece specifically. It's a triptych, which means what exactly? (laughs) A triptych is just a very fancy word um, that just means uh, uh, one piece of art that is divided up into three panels. Mm -hmm. So the pieces can be connected, not connected. Um, You could have one painting that's just like literally been sliced Mm -hmm. and separated or more like the Holy Family. You can have, you know, three kind of different looking and feeling pieces that all speak to one another. That's right. So so in your piece, you've created exactly that. Um, Mary is a print. Mm-hmm. Jesus is a print. Joseph has his own print. And in each of these uh, prints, they all do go together and work together, but there are sort of some distinct images in each of them, mm-hmm. a kind of a shared mood, but also um, they sort of stand alone mm-hmm. on, uh, as well. And one of the things that a lot of uh, us have noticed and probably have questions about is um, in addition to Mary and Jesus and Joseph. There are other images that feature in those prints as well that might be a little less obvious. Mm -hmm. So maybe let's spend some time talking about sort of each of them, starting with Mary. Tell us about what's going on. Sure. So Mary, so once I had determined that I would do the Holy Family and be a triptych, um, in starting to think about what what's the imagery I want with each of them, Mary was a very was a very easy entry for me, um, mm-hmm. purely just because I'm a mother and I've I've had sons, mm-hmm. um, and there is, you know, in Luke when it's prophesied that a sword will pierce your own soul, mm-hmm. um, and then she treasures all these things up in her heart. Like mm-hmm. for me, like thinking about those days of early motherhood, like nothing really sums that up more mm-hmm. than like this is going to be excruciatingly painful, mm-hmm. and you're going to treasure every single minute of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so Mary came very easily to me. Um, you'll notice in hers that she has this heart locket that she's wearing that she's kind of cradling, mm-hmm. um, and where she is storing this up. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same moment, she is being pricked by um, Jesus's diaper mm-hmm. and with her finger. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is that that dynamic of pain and joy um, and wonder all at the same time. Indeed. And for Jesus, you have a sort of like a specific take on each of them. So rather than uh, putting us back in the first century, we're not exactly. We sort of see ourselves in Mary, those of us who... Um, our uh, 21st century women can see ourselves in her. Jesus himself looks like any toddler uh, now. So maybe tell us about what's happening in the print of Jesus in addition to just himself. Yes. So I really wanted to capture Jesus as a baby, as, mm-hmm. as any baby would be. And I played a lot with um, his expression, his his joy, his seriousness, um, and I really wanted him to be situated um, among things that a normal baby would be situated around, but also um, this understanding that his that his world, even as a baby, was already shaping him mm-hmm. um, towards what it was he was going to be. Mm-hmm. So. Um, 
the Alpha and Omega Blocks points to his mm-hmm. um, his identity, um, the mm-hmm. books, um, the the boat, everything is mm-hmm. pointing toward his life. Who he will be ultimately. Yes. Yeah. Yes. There's a, a serpent uh, in the print that is, um, it's next to the blocks, I yes, believe. Yes, yeah. Yes. Uh, tell us a little bit about, um, some of us may get the reference immediately and others of us might not. Very cool part of it. Yes, yes. So the serpent, um, represents Satan and mm-hmm. Jesus coming and the, you know, his, Jesus is stepping down out of, um, out of the universe, out of the created Lord. order. He's mm-hmm. stepping down and with his heel, he is coming and his, the image I, or the, the, the moment in time I wanted to create was his heel and the snake's head, like mm-hmm. on a collision course. Mm-hmm. So yeah. not quite met, but you see where it's going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and also the, the snake has, I wanted the snake to have a bit of confidence. He's got the the alpha and omega blocks kind of cradled. cradled. He feels he like yeah. he has yeah. got this under control, but yeah. we know that he does not. Yeah, so good. And then even in the frame itself of the print, there's a lot going on. There's a lot there. going on. Maybe yes. tell us about some of those pieces. Sure. So um, one of the things I love about the thought of Jesus coming as a baby as he is coming into this world he has created. So I wanted to capture Jesus as creator. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the background of that print um, could just be geometric designs, but I intended it for it to be um, celestial bodies, mm-hmm. so suns, moons, stars. Um, and then in the in the um, the frame, there there's critters. Um, yeah. There are fish and birds and mm-hmm. beasts of the ground, mm-hmm. um, and I wanted him to be completely surrounded by the works of his own Creation. hand. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah, and then in the corners, um, there are some animals and a man. So there's mm-hmm. a man, um, an eagle, an ox, and a man, an eagle, an ox, and. Did you a bull? A bull, yeah. Yes. That's the anyway, but it is a lion. Thank a, you, lion. a lion. That's right. Yes. You said ox already. Um, so typically in um, in Western art, the the four evangelists are represented by these four these four creatures. Um, but also in Revelation four, the four creatures who are on the corner of the throne are mm-hmm. um, the man, the ox, the lion, mm-hmm. um, and the eagle. So the those guys are representative of the evangelists and the people who are around them are just the people that they are bringing uh, the word of God to. Um, but they are also, at the same time, um, the creatures on the corners of the throne watching and wonder as Jesus is stepping down to come be with us. So Incredible. And then there's Joseph. Joseph. Yeah. Yes. A masterpiece in his own right. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about what's happening in his print. Yes, Joseph. He was... I had no idea how I was going to approach Joseph. I was I was n- the most nervous about him until I had a conversation with another artist in our church, Mary Middleton, who um, did the sculpture about mm-hmm. Joseph that was also up during Advent and Christmas. And she said something to me along the lines of, one of the things that's so beautiful about Joseph is that he, um, you know, helped Jesus become who he was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I thought, what you know, what would he... What does that mean for him as he's awaiting for Jesus's arrival? And I thought of Nicholas, my husband. There's one of my favorite pictures right before our oldest boy, Ewan, was born. It's just of him in his workshop building mm-hmm. some furniture. And, you know, I thought, well, of course, like, 
Joseph himself was um, a, a craftsman. So what would he what would he make that would help Jesus become who it is he's going to be? Um, and so I, the idea of not the rocking horse, but the rocking donkey mm-hmm. and the donkey that they would have ridden um, out to Egypt, um, mm-hmm. but also more importantly, the donkey that he rode in on, on Palm Sunday, um, mm-hmm. just sh- shaping him for, mm-hmm. for his life. It's, it's hard to capture expressions in block printing. Yeah. Um, and yet I really think you have with, um, you know, Joseph's body language, maybe he's leaning, you know, looks both tired, maybe also, um, you know, pensive a little bit, like mm-hmm. reflecting. It's hard to tell exactly how he feels, you yes. know, about what's coming, yes. you know, a mix of emotions for sure. Yes. Um, he, I wanted him on one hand to be very steady. He mm-hmm. is, you know, he is leading his family. Mm-hmm. Um, but there had to have been so much going on in mm-hmm. him. So I wanted his body language to be, um, very thoughtful, very still, but also like poised for action. Um, but the way the texture actually on his overalls worked out, it's this very staticky, mm-hmm. um, um, texture and I wanted that to reflect like this inner like turmoil mm-hmm. that had to have been going on with him for sure yes I think we see that it's an incredible piece one of the uh, decisions uh, not only did we have it on display during Advent but we use it as a timekeeping piece a lot like the mm-hmm. Advent wreath so mm-hmm. it was covered shrouded throughout the season um, in layers of fabric that were removed each one layer removed uh, each week mm-hmm. until the reveal when we got to Christmas Eve so um, the Holy Family was made known, was revealed uh, in the Christmas season, which was really great. And then we've had them up um, on full display uh, throughout the Epiphany season, and in part because it's a reminder that this season, you know, is the season of beholding Jesus's glory. And so, like, who he is in the same way that there are hints at who he is, um, who he has um is who he is meant to be and is becoming in some real sense as a child growing into his calling. You see all of those um, foreshadowings and all those hints mm. playing out in the piece. And so it's been a really powerful thing to have up for us even throughout the Epiphany season. And for some of us, some those things are more like immediately meaningful than others. Mm. You know, it's like um, that's just the way art works. You know, yes. sometimes we resonate with certain things and then other times, you know, we need other people to like explain uh, why it connects with them or what it means for them. Uh, but we're so grateful for for, for your peace and for your like wider work, you and everyone else. And so maybe here in these closing minutes, tell us a little bit about the artist community, the artist guild that you've been leading uh, over the last number of months and what's, what's happening there. Yes. Our artist guild, um, is a wonderful community. Um, it's made up of visual artists, poets, musicians. Um, it is a way for us um, to come together to create worship spaces for Christ the King, uh, like some of you may have experienced in Advent for our evening prayer. Um, we have also done um, a Stations of the Cross service during Holy Week in, in recent years. So creating works of beauty for the church, um, but also as a way to just encourage one another mm-hmm. and be present to one another. Mm-hmm. Um, often, you know, creating artwork can be a very lonely um, experience Um, and then so it's good to have other people rallying around you and um, sharing skills and encouragement Um, Mm -hmm. but also to be artists of faith and Mm -hmm. working out what that means I Mm -hmm. think probably not many of us have had the experience in our faith communities of having um, 
a flourishing artist's community. Mm -hmm. Um, So what does it mean to be a Christian and an artist, and how does that affect our work? How should it affect our work? Mm -hmm. Um, These are the issues that we're we're working out. Yeah. Yeah, So one of my favorite parts, we did an Advent and Art Prayer Night, so one of the more recent installations that you all have worked on uh, together to create. Uh, we featured during Advent. It was really, really wonderful. There were it was a combination of uh, pieces of music, original music, poetry, visual art. Uh, so incredible just to experience and be a part of as um, pieces of, of worship. But uh, also one of the, I think for me, the, one of my favorite parts about that whole night was getting to hear you all have that experience that you're talking about of, you know, seeing each other feel invested in and like they got to share in each other's work and all of the feedback that had been received, how you all had incorporated that so that then there really was this shared sense of like, Hey, we, we did this together. Um, so-and-so helped me with this bit. Mm -hmm. So-and-so helped me with that bit. Um, so that the feeling in the room was this like communal pride really in what was like being experienced together, which was such a beautiful thing to be a part of. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. We feel so grateful um, for for you, Angela, for all of your work, for all of you, the artists at Christ the King. We're thankful for who you are, for the gifts that you've been given by the Lord. And there's an upcoming event, yeah, that you are meeting anyway that you are doing. Yes, we're meeting this Thursday evening at 630. Um, and we'll be talking about upcoming events for this year, but also kicking off our next communal art project for Christ the King, which will be happening during Holy Week. So if you are an artist of any stripe, um, and even if you're just curious about who we are and what we're up to, we would really love to have you there. We're a very fun, approachable group, and um, we're genuinely curious um, about one another's work and excited to learn from everyone. These are facts. I can attest to to that. That is true. (laughs) So you're meeting on the 25th, is that right? Yes, correct. Yeah, all the information's on the website. Should people be interested, you can find it there. Um, Or, of course, uh, email me if you'd like to ask any questions. Um, All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. Peace.